Hello and welcome to today's daily episode of the things nobody tells you. Still me, still here, still Lily. Hi guys. Okay, we have a lot to talk about today, but I I just, I have some, okay, I have to talk to you guys about something, okay? I went to the nail salon today before um, recording this episode and I had the most wild experience of my life. Okay, if you are ever bored, and I'm fully, fully aware, going to the nail salon, like I have to do it for work very occasionally because they want my nails to be a certain color. Totally fine. So I do that. Hence why I did it today. However, I don't go a lot. Like that's a big privilege. I don't usually spend money on myself like that. Like I'll be, I'll be real. I just don't. And I went to the nail salon. I'm sitting there and I, I mean, first of all, the loveliest people ever run this place. I love them. However, the people in the nail salon, like the people who were like being like going there to get their nails done. I have, it was, I don't know why we are watching TV. We need to be going to the nail salon. Yes. Way more expensive. Cause you're sitting there. You're going to pay what? 50 to a hundred dollars just to sit there and get your nails done. However, I'm going to start from the very beginning. Okay. So I sit down. And I'm going to be there a while because I'm doing nails and toes. Everything has to match. And I sit down and I'm waiting and I'm listening. The woman next to me is doing an interview for a job. An interview for a job. And I'm like, oh my God, like what are you? And this is a, this is a woman probably like, I'm not going to guess her age. She she was older than me. And she she was very clearly... Um, not in the kiss ass phase of the interview. She was very, I mean, props to her. She was very determined to let them know she won't be taking less than what she feels she deserves. Um, I don't know what the job was, but all I know is that her resume was a big topic of conversation. She's talking and they're asking her about, I think it was a reference. And she is yelling in the nail salon. Like, she's not screaming at them or yelling at them. She's just speaking so loudly that it's like, what are you, what is happening right now? It was, I don't know if maybe they couldn't hear her and that's why she was speaking so loudly. It was just, so it was obnoxious. And the women who ran, run this salon were just kind of like, okay, um. Okay. Okay. And this is a small salon. This is not a big, big, big place. This is a small family run place. That's why I go there. I love them. There's it's super clean. They're super nice. They're always helpful. I love them. And you, they, they just are, they put up with a lot from people. They really do. They're not going to make people feel uncomfortable unless other people are feeling uncomfortable. And I was the only one in there at the time when this happened and I was just like it's it's fine like I didn't say any I'm not gonna say anything I'm listening I want to hear what she has to say I'm like no 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 no. don't no one tell her to stop like I want to hear what she's talking about so then the woman hangs up the phone or at least I think she does what she's actually done is put them on hold turns to me I'm sitting right next to her in one of the chairs turns to me and says could you do me a favor and I was like uh, uh sure she goes can you pretend to be a reference for me real quick I was like Im- here she goes yeah they're, I, I'm applying for this job and I want the full-time position not the part-time position and they're saying based on my resume I need to take the part-time to learn but I'm qualified and I'm just like 
what are you applying for? And then I won't say what it was, but she she was applying for a, a just it was an average it was an averageish job, but it required some special skills that I didn't know if I was comfortable, you know, verifying that she had them just for the safety of people. And so I was like, um, uh, I I um, what do you want me to say? And she was like. Just like tell them I'm a good worker and that like you know that I work for you and that you know I'm leaving this position. And I was like, oh, you have a job right now? She goes, no. And I was like, oh, you want me to invent a fake company? And unfortunately, that's when the phone, she had people on hold and she goes, oh, no, they hung up on me. So I never had to step in and be your fake reference because the interviewer hung up on her because she put them on hold. But I was, just, I would have done it. I really would have done it if it wasn't for the fact that it required, it was, it was dealing with people and it required just like a certain safety, you know, when she told me the job, I was like, are you qualified? Like, I don't want to, if you're not qualified, I'm not, I, that scares me for people. Okay. I just, I, I, that scares me for the people. I don't want to do that. I can't be part of that. Otherwise, you know, if you're working at Zara's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be your reference no matter who you are. I don't care. I'm going to reference you. But unfortunately, it wasn't for Zara. wasn't for a Zara. wasn't for an H&M. It wasn't even for a Forever 21. If you're not in America, those are just like, that's like a, I think that's only in America, Forever 21. Is it? Is that? You know what's funny? It, in Australia, there is a store, uh, like a clothing, a very high-end-ish clothing store called Forever New. And then in America, there's a very cheap clothing store called Forever 21. And I always get them mixed up. And whenever I'm talking to my mother about it, she just doesn't understand what I'm... We get into the biggest fights over clothing store names because there's so many similarities between Australian stores and American stores and their names. But they're like completely different stores. Like Target in the U.S., completely different to Target in Australia. If I told my mother I'm going grocery shopping at Target... She'd be like, what are you eating? What are you eating? And I have to tell, I'm, I'm eating, I'm eating salad and meat. She'd be like, excuse, you're going to Target to get those? And I would be like, yeah, like Target is a grocery store. Sometimes Target's an only a grocery store at certain locations. She was just, she doesn't understand. It's so it's actually very amusing because Target in Australia is like, just just clothes and like lifestyle it's not it's not um it's it's not anything <laughs> there's no groceries you might you get some you can get some candy there you can't get anything else so anyway that was a rant anyway what I am saying here is that was the start of my nail salon saga so the woman who wants me to be her boss in a fake reference calms down because they don't call her back and she's grumpy and then she's like saying some inappropriate things to me I'm like okay you need to calm down and so I start talking to the woman who's giving me a manicure so like she doesn't ask me any more questions because then she'd be interrupting and even though the woman who was giving me my manicure didn't want to chat like she was like why do we have to talk I was like because I don't want to talk to this woman so she was helping me out I appreciate you anyway next thing you know then these three new women walk in they all sit down and one of the women was clearly like the older woman of this like three friendship group she's they are getting a manicure they all have their backs to me one of them is pregnant they start she the one that's older starts loudly speaking about how she believes her husband is having an affair with her next door neighbor she doesn't know what this means she has all this evidence but she doesn't want to do anything about it and then one of her friends is like 
you should just leave. And then the friend who's got this happening to her is like appalled that her friend would suggest she leave this man. Like she's been collecting evidence. Like imagine you're the FBI. You've got all the evidence. But you, yeah, you're not interested in going after the guy who did it. You know who did it. You got all the evidence to, we don't care. We're not going after him. It was so bizarre. Like it was the most bizarre conversation to overhear. And I won't like get into all the salacious details, but oh my God, were they talking about some of the most crazy things at full volume? I was like, this is the best life decision I ever made to come here at this exact time. I love my job. This is the best thing that has ever happened to me. I'm not done. Then next thing you know, in walks the like the postman, the mailman he comes in. One of the women working in the nail salon has a crush on the mailman. So I was like, oh, oh my God. I was like, okay, okay. Oh my God. And like, it became very obvious when like the mailman went to one of the stores next door and it was like in this curve like a bunch of stores in a row, okay? And went to the store next door to deliver the mail. And then you see the woman who is doing my nails perk up. That was the girl who's crushed on them, okay? Perk up and she's looking. And then one of the other women says something to the woman. I know their names. I don't want to say their names on the podcast. You understand? So let's call her. I don't know. Let's call, let's call her. I was about to say her. I was about to say her real name. Let's call her Teresa. So the woman who's doing my names, her name is Teresa. Teresa is said to like by two other women who work there, um, you know, like, Oh, look, look who's here. Like, look who's here. And it looks like the mailman is about to come in until he sees that Teresa is doing my nails and like busy. And so he looks and the whole window, like the whole front of the store is glass window. So you can see, he sees us, we see him and we're all staring at him now. This is a fine mailman. This man is, this is a, this man is, I mean, so <laughs> he's looking good. All right. I see why Teresa's ready. All right. So then I said to Teresa, like, is that your boyfriend? And she said, no, 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 no. And I said, oh my gosh, like, what, is there something going on here? Like I was being a little bit cheeky, a little bit nosy, but trying to be respectful. But obviously like, I'm also like, what's, what's going on? And we had built a bit of a rapport because we, you know, we were like looking weirdly at the woman next to me who was yelling at me. So we're like, we're building something here. I feel like we have a back and forth. So now she's talking to me. She's telling me this. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And so me being the crazy person I am, I put my arm out and I just wave at the mailman. But it looked like I was trying to get his attention. And then Teresa doing my nails was like, oh my God, what did you just do? And he comes in. Like he walked away, then looks back and I waved at it. And then he, he, it looks like I was beckoning him in. So anyway, uh, he comes in, they have a back and forth and yeah, I'm not going to say like what happened, but like it was cute. It was adorable. And I was just, I was here for it. So like the mailman is in love with my, do you call it a nail tech? Like nail artist? I don't know. I actually don't know the answer to that. To, to the to the person who works at the nail salon and it's very exciting like I'm very excited I'm very happy like if you don't think I'm going back weekly for updates like you're kidding yourself I'm like and when I tell you like these two are perfect for each other I mean I don't know them but like they're perfect for each other I got so excited anyway the nail salon is a wild place and I am going more often I don't care the cost I, I I don't know. We have to bill someone. We're going to find someone to bill because I, then when I tell you this, I mean, and then a woman walked out and walked in as I was leaving and she was screaming on the phone and she starts talking on the phone to this woman about how she isn't sure whether her mother is cheating on her father. 
on the phone the whole time. I don't understand if you're going to get your nails done, why are we screaming on the phone? It's so funny. They're in the same like strip of, of stores. There's this like actual mail place. Hence why the mailman is there all the time, I guess. And the, the mail place actually has a sign that says, if you're on the phone, we're not going to serve you. And I respect the crap out of it. I'm like, why are you on the phone? If you're on the phone and you have to like be on a call, totally put the phone down, put them on mute. Just say, I'll just be one moment, put it on mute, leave the phone down and then do your business. You know, if you're going to the nail salon, you know you have an appointment. You don't need to be on the phone. Like, maybe some salons don't mind, but, like, the screaming gets me. Like, if it's an important call and you can talk softly, it's like, sure. Like, nobody really cares. The screaming of personal information in salons. Don't get me wrong. Keep doing it. But just know you're being, like, crazy disrespectful. But, like, I mean, I do want to know the tea. But I also feel like the women in the salon also wanted to know because none of us were saying anything. We were all just listening. I don't think any of these people realize we all went quiet to listen. So, yeah. Anyway, I will uh, let you know as the saga unfolds on all of these things. I'm going back. Like, I'm going back. I'm just going to follow up for you. Anyway, moving on. I had to tell you that. The first thing I want to talk about today is Kaylee Cuoco. I am a Kaylee Cuoco fan. I have been. Oh, hi, Karma. My co-host is back. I'm a Kaylee Cuoco Stan. If you don't know who she is, she was in the Big Bang Theory. She's been a bunch of movies. She is a comedic and dramatic genius. I don't want to like pigeonhole her into one thing. She is amazing. She is incredible. I love her. I love her creativity. She gives she's she's got the same mentality as a Reese Witherspoon, as a Margot Robbie in the terms of they will, which funnily enough, they're all like actually kind of look very similar that just hit me they're like blonde beauties I didn't really realize that anyway they're incredibly intelligent because what they do is they acquire the rights to books and literature and they are turning it into um tv shows and movies and it's incredibly well written and adapted and they're so intelligent for doing this flight attendant if you haven't seen flight attendant with Kaylee Cuoco on HBO Max I highly recommend you at least go hit that first season it's amazing that for a like at least through the first season so she was just at the screening for her new action thriller and it's called role play and I think it's out now on Amazon Prime and I'm so excited to watch it. I, I feel like it sounds like an ad like I, I wish it's not. It's not. I'm just like, I'm so, I just feel like she produces and creates and stars in some of the most amazing stuff. She really is. A, she's a genius. She's also 38. I had no idea she was 38. Not that like that really means anything, but just like, I just didn't know. I guess she did such a long stint on, on um, Big Bang Theory. It wouldn't make sense if she wasn't at least in her late thirties. But anyway, she is a genius. I, she has a kid now. I feel like she, she just has settled into some like just the most beautiful life from from where I sit. I don't know it personally. Like she has a kid. She has this solid guy. I really like him from what I can tell. Like I really and she just is incredible. And I'm really excited to watch role play. Like I watched the trailer for it and that's how I know it existed. And then when I saw this headline, I was like, I have to talk about it. So go watch it. I'm going to watch it. Don't spoil it for me. Haven't started it yet. I'm going to start tonight moving forward I've got to like plow through topics today because like a lot is happening and there's like very little time the real housewives of Beverly Hills if you're not an avid watcher like you won't necessarily understand this so I'm going to talk in like very 
A to B terms so we can all be on the same page with this. Basically, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is like on its like 7,000th season, right? It's, it's, it's been around for a minute. So like a lot of cast members have come and go. But let me just tell you, the one that has stayed is a woman named Kyle Richards. Richards, <laughs> my accent, I can't. Kyle Richards. And she is awesome. I really like her. I think she's gone through a lot in her life. And I think she is a genuine human who tries to be incredibly honest while not jeopardizing the integrity of her family and who she is. That Because that's a hard thing to do. That's a, that's a really hard thing to do. Anyway, she has been in so many headlines recently because her husband, Mauricio Yamansky, who, if you don't know, is like a big real estate mogul in LA and I'm sure in many other places now. But he... And they have a Netflix, I think it's a Netflix reality show. It might be somewhere else. I forget. But there's a reality show about his agency, about him, like about the, the agency he, he started. So it's, they're a very public family. Like, and, but don't get me wrong. Kyle got them to that statute. Like, there would be no reality TV show without Kyle having put in at least 10 years into, you know, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, let's get one thing straight here. And so basically... What happened is they like have been talking in the press and it's been circulating that basically Mauricio and Kyle are separating, sort of trial separating, taking a bit of a break. People have speculated divorce. Kyle once said the word divorce on a red carpet. So there's just been a lot of back and forth. Quite frankly, who cares? <laughs> and I say that with so much respect for Kyle because it's kind of like, I just feel like, sure, the first time someone brought it up and it came up in a headline and you acknowledged it, big deal, sure, because you're a fan favorite. After that, why do we keep, like, throwing it at them? Like, it's kind of like, do we care still? Like, we've got the information, like, we, we have the knowledge that they're not great. Do we need to, like, keep berating? I don't know, the berating is where you lose me when it comes to headlines and, like, paparazzi. Like, it's just, like, the constant berating and, like, going over and over and over and over the same thing. And then I really disagree with, this has been the main headline, that Kyle has been friends from what she has said on the Real Housewives episode with a person named Morgan Wade, who is a country singer. And they've been friends for a couple of years. And like one of the popular storylines in the season is like, Morgan Wade has become too good of a friend too quickly with Kyle. Like their friendship is too close. Like, And I just feel like... Why do we need to like just break down female friendships? Like even if they've only existed for two years, why do we need to like, well, it's only existed for two years. No, I just don't understand. And also just, yes, there have been headlines that have alluded that or suggested or alleged that Morgan and Kyle are more than friends. And it's just like she has openly said no, I'm pretty sure like they have. I actually don't know that if they've actually ever shut it down fully, but like they shouldn't have to leave them alone, like accept it for what it is and just move forward. Like you can write about them if they do something. They're in the public eye. If they don't want to be seen, they won't be seen. But at the same time, it's just like I I feel very strongly about like uh, if like you don't get to label anyone and they're, they're tossing around so many labels like online articles instead of saying you know Morgan Wade and Kyle because they were just seen in 
on a like on a trip together just like in the last 24 hours for Kyle's birthday like they're like rumored love interest it's like no just say that's Morgan Wade like she's a popular country musician like just say my co-host is biting my arm just say it is just just say the fact why do you have to like no one is clicking on it because you write love interest all right we, we all know the rumors you started to fly oh my god the co-host won't stop biting me anyway I feel like karma has spoken on the subject this matter is closed and I feel like yes she's in the news yes she's in the headlines and yes this is playing out on national television in this season but like hmm it bothers me a little bit. Like it just, it really does. I just feel like there's, there's being, there's reporting and then there's just berating. And I just, there's a million other things we could report about. I'm just going to leave it at that. Anyway. Okay. What's really interesting to me is like this new aesthetic, like this fashion trend that they're calling mob wife aesthetic. I don't know if you can necessarily Google it yet. I just saw it today for the first time. I don't know if like a stylist like came up with this like label, but I'm loving it. Taylor went, Taylor Swift, I'm going to call her Taylor because we're best friends, obviously. She went out to a recording studio in New York and she was wearing just like this, this jacket that is giving like 80s, 90s mob wife. Very basic, like, like polo, not pullover. It was a very basic like jacket, winterish jacket, but like the style was giving mob wife and then they compared a bunch of other celebrities who are kind of embracing the same thing you know the coats with the big collars and I'm just like you know what I might go into my mob wife era I might adapt this I might that might be my new thing like I'm not a wife um but I I might just adapt a mob wife era style aesthetic I feel like mob wives don't they stay true to who they are they don't waver they make decisions for themselves and they seem to be the ones secretly in control of a lot of things without the men being any the wiser. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Like I, I just, I am, I don't care what that says about me. I'm here for it. The mob wife aesthetic. I'm so here for. It's got a lot to do with sunglasses too and hairstyles. I just, I feel like it's so fresh and new and I'm into it and it's cool. Watch me, watch me start being that girl on Instagram who posts pictures of her outfits, but I'm just, it's just mob wife aesthetic. Let's see where I can go with that. Okay. I want to talk about the run for men segment for today. And I want to talk about this because it's very important. The run for men segment has been coming on the daily episodes and we talk about you know, crimes or missing persons or like situations that one, I feel like we need to talk about them in an, in an analytical perspective, just in terms of like safety and like honestly being a woman and and how we can prevent certain things from happening. Like we shouldn't have to, but it's unfortunate the reality we live in and have honestly lived in for a long time. The other part of it is I feel like so many crimes are forgotten and so many families are forgotten and I never want this to become like a crime segment where it's just like for the shock factor or anything like that. I do not want that. I want this to be something where you never know some good might come of it. Like someone might have known something or seen something that something is unsolved that helps someone or helps a family. Like that is the ultimate 
goal of this segment, right? Because you never know. Like, you never know. So, which is why I want to talk about today's case of Moira Murray, okay? And her sister, Julie Murray, has a podcast coming out, I think is it February 5th? Coming out February 5th. And her sister, who has been searching for her ever since, her name is Julie, she has an Instagram account. Sorry, she has a TikTok account and it's called Julie Mari or Mora Mari Missing. You can go look at it and see the whole the whole thing. But she has a podcast coming out called Media Pressure. And I can't wait to listen to it. Um, and I just wanted to take this opportunity so close to 20 years of Moira being missing to talk about what happened. And this is actually a case that I have known about for a long time, that it's always been something that I analyzed and like looked at. And I was like, this is just crazy that she disappeared. Like she was never found. And I feel like there is someone out there who knows something or saw something, didn't realize they did, was busy with their own life or didn't bother to say something. And while, yes, it is 20 years later, you can still say something. You can still say something. And I feel like that's one of the bigger points I'm trying to do with this segment and with this part of the podcast. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. I do want to say, though, like, even if you listen to this part of the segment, please go and support Julie's podcast. Like, I think what she's doing is really incredible. And if I had a loved one like a sister who went missing, I would only hope I could be as strong as Julie is and and not give up and keep looking like she is an in, such an inspiring person uh, just to be clear I never met Julie I've never spoken to her in my life um, this is not in any way like me agreeing to publicize her podcast like at all I just stumbled upon the fact that it was coming out but I always planned to actually talk about this case and so I gave it a little look up again to refresh myself on it and that's when I saw that that this was coming out this takes place in Massachusetts, okay, in February. So it's cold. So I'm, I want you to paint a picture. So on February 9th, 2004, Moira's car, she was a college student at the time. She was studying. She was, she was a nursing student, okay? She drove to New Hampshire on February 9th, 2004, and her car was involved in a one-car crash like there was one her vehicle was the only car involved in this car incident this was off of route 112 in north haverhill police received two calls from two residents reporting the car off the road so like people saw this happen the first call came in it was a local bus driver he told investigators he saw saw a woman this was like at around 7 30 at night standing outside of her vehicle on the side of the road an officer arrived at 7.46. Now, I'm going to tell you the time of this first call. The first call came in at 7.27 p.m. So at 7.27 p.m., a bus driver, imagine this, a bus driver is driving, sees a woman outside of a car that's clearly got a problem on the side of the road. Calls at 7.27. At 7.46, an officer arrived and found the car with nobody around and the car was locked. Let's just look at that. Because for me as a family member, this would be the most infuriating part. You have such a small window of opportunity for foul play to take part. 
And then she is never seen again. Now, I remember in 2021, the authorities found bone fragments at the base of a place called Loon Mountain. And I remember when this hit the news because they thought, oh, my gosh, this could be the remain. This possibly could be the remains of a couple of different people. And one of those people named was Maura Mari. And it, and it was not, by the way. Those remains were not confirmed to be hers. And then in July of 2022, they conducted a fresh ground search of a large area off the route of 112. They said they received no new information to prompt the search and did not reveal any evidence was found. But I find that so weird that they would spend, they would, they would take resources to go and do that without any information coming forward. Like I said, Moira's sister Julie went to TikTok, has gone to social media and is has done everything in her power to get attention to this case. She is honestly, I I respect this woman so much, you have no idea. Bottom line is, there is minutes in which Moira is seen and Moira is gone. Like, there's a bunch of theories. I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to go into speculation. This is what I am telling you based off, like, what I think happened. Looking at this, and I've read all the theories. I've read all the details multiple times Here's what I have to say. I do not think Moira just disappeared and just like stumbled off on her own like situation. I don't think she was in any way responsible for her own disappearance. Meaning I don't think she harmed herself. I don't think anything of that. I don't think it was an accident. Here's what I will say. I think a person was involved in taking her. I think that person uh, didn't work alone. If you think about how little amount of time you would have to take someone off the side of the road in the winter, you would have to approach them, you would have to get them, and then you would have to get them in the car and get away. Her car was locked. If she's standing outside her car and it's cold, she's not going to lock and she's like going off the road or something's happened to her car, she's not going to lock the car unless she's planning to walk away from the vehicle. To my knowledge, she had a cell phone. So I don't, we wouldn't be walking away from that. So here's what I think. I think someone took advantage of her in a situation or there's a high possibility she was being followed. And it was a case of opportunity through two very high possibilities here. I think this at the end of the day, I think somebody knows something about what happened to her. Either they saw it. They never said anything because of just they just didn't. They chose not to. Or they were involved with it and obviously never came forward. I think definitely there are people out there who know what happened to her. It's incredibly infuriating. Because it's one of those things where it, was, it happened in a place where it was just like, you got two phone calls about a car being off the road and a woman standing outside it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, somebody saw something. Somebody saw something. Somebody saw something. They didn't want to say something. And I feel like this is one of those things where it, it comes down to, this happened so long ago now. We're at 20 years that if you saw something, no matter your circumstance, I think we can agree it's time to say something. It's time to say something. So I implore you, again, the chances of you knowing something and listening to this podcast are so slim, but you never know, which is why I won't give up on like talking about these things. Uh, go listen to Julie's podcast 
Julie Murray's podcast, uh, Media Pressure. I'm going to personally listen to it. I'm excited. And I really, really, I really hope this new push of media and coverage of her case can bring something to it. You know what was interesting is when I was looking into this case, there were several other cases close in time and circumstance um, to hers. And I there's been a lot of speculation online if they're online if they're linked. And it is interesting to see how many women have gone missing in this area. And I'm not saying they are linked, right? But it is just interesting how many women have gone missing and those cases have gone unsolved in this area of the U.S. It is crazy. It is crazy. So if there's anything I can do, it's to talk about it and bring awareness to it and hope someone somewhere saw something, said something. Maybe a relative saw something, told you about it, and now you can go and talk to that relative and ask them more. And you can call in. We, we It's about information at this point. So anyway, go listen to Julie. Go listen to Julie's podcast, Media Pressure, when it comes out in February. I think February fifth. Don't quote me on it though. But you can go follow the the podcast and subscribe. And yeah, that's our run from men segment today. You guys, we're not gonna have an episode on Monday. I wish we could, but we can't because it's a public holiday where I am, and that means no podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what that means. It just means that on that day. Um, we're booked and busy and it just works out that it's a public holiday. So I'm like, okay, don't, let's not worry about it. Tuesday, we will be back daily episode, Wednesday, niche episode, Thursday, daily episode, Friday, daily episode. We're we're doing all the things. Please call into the buckle up hotline. The, The number is in the description below or email in to end up on the buckle up segment of our niche Wednesday episode. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps me out, helps the podcast out, helps the longevity. I will, jeopardy, is it jeopardy or jeopardy? That's something I don't know. And for a podcast, it's called The Things Nobody Tells You. I should find out. So anyway, I love you all. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I really appreciate all your support. I, I read all your messages. Thank you so much. Like, thank you so, so much so much for all your messages for all your kind support it means the world to me it really does and write in let me know your thoughts I always want to hear what you think about the episodes too I always read it and I always try to respond so write on into the podcast or dm me on tiktok or instagram however you want to do it I love you guys have a fabulous weekend if you're in the U.S. have a fabulous long weekend stay safe and I kind of want to say stay single because quite frankly, it's a mess out there. I don't, you don't want to even get me started on that in the last 24 hours. Anyway, stay safe. Don't do anything I want to do. That gives you a lot of wiggle room. So you'll be fine. Okay. I love you. Bye.